Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Friends, this is the day the Lord has made. 
Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to worship at Downtown Church. My name is Lucas. I'm one of the pastors here. I think the podium is still set from Youth Sunday. It's pretty low (laughs) this morning. Um, Just know that whoever you are, wherever you come from, you are loved, you are welcome here, you are celebrated, and this place is better with you in it. Let us pray. God, in a fearful world, we are gathered today, full of doubt, anxious. God, we don't have answers for our children. We are waiting on answers for ourselves. In this hour, God, may you transform us so that we can help transform your world. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let us rise and stand and sing together. Now the pulpit won't reconcile you. 
fire and brimstone will surely take their toll, or you will leave to be free now. Just let the Friends, if we say we are without sin, we are only deceiving ourselves. We all mess up. We all hurt each other intentionally and unintentionally. So now is the time in worship where we go to God honestly, confessing our sins, confessing the ways we let each other down and hopeful that God gives us a second chance. God gives us the grace that we do not deserve. So let us now confess Together, the prayer of admission found in your program. Let us pray. God, your spirit moves in and through us. The spirit of love, the spirit of peace, the spirit of grace. Yet we often fight against your Holy Spirit. We work against your kingdom. Cast out our foolish pride. Rid us from our hateful rhetoric and free us to be your people, full of grace and truth.
at the beginning of the service, Caius said, give me another chance. Give me one more chance. And that's what God gives us. Not just one more chance, but all the chances to go out into the world, to love one another and to love God. Friends, the good news is that we are forgiven. Given another chance, let us forgive one another. Hallelujah. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from the book of Acts. You can follow along with me in your program. I'm reading all 21 verses in chapter two. Listen now for God's word for you. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And then divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem and at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they ask, how are not all of these speaking Galileans? So how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're just filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the 11, raised his voice and addressed them, fellow Jews, all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my servants, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. And the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Title today's sermon is Heads Up. When have you received a heads up that something was coming? Maybe in an email from a supervisor at work, hey, heads up, this change is coming. 
Maybe you heard those words, heads up, at a baseball game when a foul ball was heading quickly your way. Maybe you heard those words, heads up, from a sister who, after spending some time with your mom, called you and said, hey, heads up, mom's not the same. There is a heads up in our scripture today. Can you find it? It comes from the prophet Joel, like halfway through the text, Joel is telling us, the people of God, hey, heads up, the Holy Spirit is coming. Here's the things about heads up. We've all had heads ups when they come, right? They tell us that things will be different moving forward and sometimes those heads up come as a good thing. Sometimes they come as a not so good thing. And likely in my experience, when they come, they're really vague. Like they say, heads up, something's coming, but maybe they don't tell you when it's coming or how it's coming and certainly not why it's coming. This is often because though those prophesying the future can tell you that a baseball is coming, they can't really tell you where exactly it's about to land. This is what it feels like to me when we look at these words from Joel. He says, heads up, the Holy Spirit is coming. And here's what it's gonna look like. A lot of people are gonna be speaking at the same time. And portents of the heaven above are gonna happen. There'll be some signs on the earth below like blood and and fire and mist. And the sun's gonna change to be darker and the moon's gonna look like blood. Joel is given this heads up, a foreshadowing of the very moment Peter and the disciples find themselves in in the festival of Pentecost in Jerusalem. These heads up moments, they happen in our scripture from time to time, particularly in the New Testament. When someone like Peter will stand up and he'll refer back to the Old Testament, their Bible, and they'll give us some context for what we are experiencing of God today. It's kind of like what we're doing right now by looking at scripture together. And so we, with the people at Pentecost, we go way back to Joel, way back in the Old Testament. And we hear Joel saying, hey, God is going to pour out the Holy Spirit upon all people and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. When you and I flip back in our Bibles to the book of Joel and we read a little bit, we see pretty quickly that Joel and the people living in his time, they were experiencing a plagued world. I'm talking about like gnawing locusts and a nation invaded and and a field, all the crops ruined and a people in mourning. And in the midst of this national crisis, Joel calls for all of God's people to come together to wail and to discern God, what God is up to in this moment. And when they come together and start to wail and discern, they begin to find hope. They find hope even when the skies go dark and there is fire and loud sounds and we feel out of control. We find hope because we find the truth in prophecy. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
So the disciple Peter, hearing that sound come from heaven like a violent wind and and seeing tongues of fire, he recalls this heads up given by the prophet Joel and he points everyone there. In the first verses of our text, it says, from heaven there came a sound, right? A rush of the violent wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting. Tongues of fire divided and landed on each of them. All of them filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesying. I don't know about you, but when I read those verses and I try to put myself in their shoes, it's a scary moment. Does that happen for you when you read this language? Does it evoke any, any sense of fear? within you, I get afraid because I only imagine how out of control they feel. Like their minds can't process what their bodies are experiencing and they're crying out, what is happening? And I gotta wonder if they're asking the question, am I safe? It's like the first song we heard in worship, Carol King wailing, I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel the sky tumbling down. I feel my heart trembling when you're near. When we feel out of control like this, we try and we often fail to make sense of what is happening to us. We, like the people at Pentecost and the people in Joel's time, turn to God for hope, for salvation. I hope you've noticed that we aren't just having a history lesson today. I hope you've noticed that those words from Joel are a heads up, not just for the people at the original Pentecost, but for us today too. Joel's heads up, it wasn't just for Peter. It was one episode, just one episode in God's greater story that extends to us. There have been times, I know, of those who are present in this room right now, those who are gonna listen to the podcast later, there have been times when we have heard sounds that seem to come from heaven like a violent wind. There have been times when we have seen fire or maybe flood consume and destroy. There have been times when we have found common ground with people that surprise us. There have been times when we have been brought to our knees, professing faith in something bigger than ourselves. And and not only do these things happen in individual lives, but they happen for us collectively as a church too. We call this holy day Pentecost, the birthday of the church, because it's the moment in history when the gospel picked up speed. The gospel moved beyond language barriers and national barriers and the Holy Spirit connected people through the Holy, through, to, connected all followers of Jesus. Anyone who professed um, belief in the Lord Jesus Christ became part of the Holy Catholic Big C Church. Heads up, you're not alone in your belief in Jesus. Heads up, this is a global movement. Heads up, God is creating something in and through you right now. About three years ago, our church was experiencing um, a lot of changes at once. We had just grown by 20% in our worship attendance. 
We just moved to this beautiful new building and we were getting used to the new landscape as well as the new mortgage. And our founding pastor took a call to Dallas. There were so many transitions happening at once. And I remember feeling like I was in a pool, you know, just kicking my feet, just desperately trying to keep my chin up above water. No plagues, no locusts, but a lot of stress. Some of you remember that period of our short history together. Well, in the midst of that chaotic moment, a friend in the church came up to me and said, hey, Dawn, this, this won't be the hardest thing this church has to endure. Something else is coming. Something else is coming that is going to test this church's strength. This ain't it. I'm not gonna lie to you, this message was received with some mixed emotions on my end. Like I kinda wanna punch them in the face. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't. But I did wanna say like, dude, we are experiencing enough right now. You know that scripture, like only worry about the evil in today, tomorrow will take care of itself, you know? I really was tempted to just pull that zinger on out, I didn't. It's a different kind of punch, I didn't do that. But I did say, there's enough stress happening right now. Why are you trying to make me worry about the future? Dude, read the room, not the moment. But I also thought, okay, I trust this person. I think there's some truth in what he's saying. And so I sat with it. And I started thinking about, even though we have so much collectively as a church on our plate right now, even though we are growing and stretching and grieving and experiencing new birth all at once, we have this beautiful community of resources and we can figure it out because we can figure it out. Downtown Church has this entrepreneurial spirit. If we don't know how to do it, we're gonna figure it out. And in that entrepreneurial spirit, it came back from the days of Pentecost when this holy wind just blew on through and God kick-started a, mo a momentum that began this global movement. I knew we could do it because we are a church birthed in that movement that predates us. And it was remembering this scripture text that helped ground me and us in God's greater story. It helped me put us in context with what God is doing above and beyond us. And it helped me remember to pace ourselves. It's not a race, even though that seems to be how God pre-programmed me to live. There's always gonna be something for us to figure out, some challenge or opportunity, kind of like if you have an apartment or a house, there's always gonna be something that's broken, something that needs to be fixed. It's the same with the living organism of the church. There's always gonna be something new that God is creating and birthing into being. There's always gonna be some place that the Holy Spirit is nudging and saying, look over here, get on board. We're doing something new. And with that, there are gonna be these moments where we feel completely out of control. We're gonna call them Pentecost moments. There are gonna be moments where we are aware that so much is changing that we cannot define. And in the meantime, we get to be creative and we get to have fun. 
And we get to enjoy each other's company, even especially as we do the good work that God is calling us to do. When I returned to this scripture, I started breathing a little, a little more deeply. And I certainly started trusting a little more deeply and I started dreaming a little bigger about what God has for us to do. And looking back on that person's moment, that person's comment to me, I realized that was a heads up moment. Because I don't know, maybe 10 months later, COVID hit. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know that that was the moment that this person was giving me a heads up about. It may be for us to experience, it may still be to come, this moment where we are rocked so hard we have to cling to Jesus. Heads up moments are important, church, because they locate us in God's story. They connect us to our story of God's faithfulness and they give us hope for how God will meet us with faithfulness no matter what is coming our way. Part of the reason I know church is so vital for living out faith is because we need these heads up moments. And sure, we can find them on our own in our personal devotion as we read scripture. We can, we can notice the heads up moments from the prophet Joel, but I'll tell you what, if you are anything like me, when you are living that chaotic, stressful moment, you often need somebody else to point out the heads up for you. We often need somebody directing us back, reminding us of that long story, those episodes of God's faithfulness, pointing us, hey, heads up, you're not alone. Hey, heads up, that Holy Spirit, it has been moving and it is moving through and beyond you right now. We need the reminder of God parting that Red Sea because there are seas ahead of us that feel impossible to move. We need the reminder of God healing the dying daughter because there are dying sons and daughters. We need to be reminded by Joel and every prophet who calls on the name of the Lord, hey you, heads up, God has something for you to do. Heads up, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is moving you. In the midst of our fear and our anxiety about what might be, there is hope and assurance that since God is with us, we will be able to pass through. If you don't hear anything else, this Pentecost, if you are spiraling in the worries of your day, hear Joel crying out to you, heads up, you're not alone. Heads up. The Holy Spirit is with you. And all God's people said, amen. I listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. I'll end up where well, I think only God really knows I've sat upon the setting sun but never 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 
I never wanted water once No, never, never, never I listen to my words But they fall far below So I let my music take me where my heart wants to go I've swam upon the devil's lake But never, 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 never I'll never make that same mistake No, never, never, never Join me in prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, you moved your good news, your gospel, across borders, across languages, and all divisions. God, help us to break down our borders. Help us to build bigger tables. Help us to see beyond our own limited experiences, to care for those around, in front of, and behind us. God, we pray today for all those in your world. We pray for those graduating seniors and all students who are growing into the children of God whom they are. God, we especially pray for the souls and the families of the children who did not make it to the end of this school year. God, we pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who've been told that God doesn't love them because we know that God does. For the lonely God, help us to be filled with your spirit, to connect, to gather, to love, and to care for as your holy, messy community. For the exhausted God, grant them rest without guilt. God, we thank you for your spirit. The spirit that does not leave us, the spirit that moves as a mystery in your world. And ultimately, God, we thank you for Jesus, who loved us, who died for us, who rose again for us, and who taught us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. And now I invite you all to rise in body or spirit as we say together the words, nearly 2,000 years old, still relevant to us in our faith today, as we affirm what we believe in the Apostles' Creed. So downtown church, what is it that you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to remain standing as we sing our final song, Every Time I Feel the Spirit. sure there was dancing on that first Sunday of church. As you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. 
you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.